0: All the latest news, views and reaction to the A-League, the Socceroos and Australian football, this is 442FM Thank you, Jacko, and welcome to 442FM, our second podcast of the season. And it's fair to say, uh, it's been a pretty interesting seven days since we last spoke. With me in the studio here at 442 is 442 Online Editor Kevin Ayers. Hello. And my name, of course, is Aidan Ormond. I'm the editor of 442 Magazine. Kevin, what a week. Let's just start with the A-League. We've had the first round of the A-League, a a fairly interesting round at times, Uh, not... As exciting as perhaps it could have been, but we had over 100,000 fans across Australia. What caught your eye uh, over the weekend uh, and um, any overall thoughts on the first round of the league?
1: I think the the overriding uh, thing that came through from that was everyone was still a bit rusty. Uh, The um, the, the Sydney and Newcastle opener. Um, I put money on it being a a draw. Uh, I thought it was going to be 1-1, as I predicted last week. And I have to say... When for the first twenty minutes or so, I didn't think I was going to be wrong. Uh, it looked like Sydney just weren't finding, uh, getting much possession. Jets were uh, not penetrating. They were you know doing pretty well uh, in defence and, midf- and midfield, but getting into the final third, it just wasn't happening for them at all. Uh, in the end, Del Piero uh, worked his magic, uh, made the breakthrough, and from that point on, it was all uh, a all Sydney. Um, Jets look like. What did
0: you think of Sydney? I mean, it's a new Sydney from last season as well. Well, you it's know, a new type of Sydney. It is,
1: and I, you know, I put it to uh, Frank Farina at the uh, after the match that perhaps they were lucky to uh, kick the season off with the Jets, and this is what he uh, said. Your pre-season results and the injuries that you've had before this match. Do you think Jets were a good team for you to come up against as the, as the season opening?
2: Ah. Oh. No, I think any team that you come up, anyone that you play in the, the opening game is going to be tough. Ten teams are all super competitive, you know, because of the salary cap, because of the regulations in place. It, there's no easy teams in in the A League, and you know, again, <coughs> history will show, and we were reminded about it this week that you know Sydney have you know failed to get off to a good start for quite a while, and you know, at home, that hasn't been such a fortress for a number of years. So, you know, no team, whether it's Jets, I'll never show them disrespect by saying, you know, it's better to come up with again, against them than anyone else because they're all tough. It doesn't matter who you play.
1: Given your pre-season
2: results and uh, but you, know,
1: the you respect, of, the... of course. I think they, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's. I mean, it's a fair comment, but at the end of the day, uh, I think uh, Sydney should be grateful for uh, who they faced first mm. time. I think it's going to be a long season for the Jets. We had a word with uh, Garvin Egmond after the uh, what do you game think as you well. Working on after this game, then. Yeah, oh, look, I think uh, I think the front third. You know, we need to start to to work on that front third. Um, in regards to their, their positioning, getting confidence into the two boys. You know, I think the build-up play from the back through into the midfield was quite good, but the, the next pass into that uh, front third or um, into, the, into the forward area was, was, was a concern, and uh, it never looked like it was going to stick. And then we pushed passes and never really got there, so uh, that's definitely something we need to work on. Uh,
0: There's a lot they need to work on. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's 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 okay playing pretty football, but there's no real cutting edge at the moment. And of course, Heskey isn't there, but it is a concern. Um, they haven't been in the finals for four seasons, am I right? Three, four mm, seasons. Must be about that. Yep. So he'll be one of those coaches under pressure. They've got a big game this weekend. But I mean, it was just great to see Sydney play, I think, a fairly decent brand of football and, and win.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll come back to that later on yeah. uh, when we discuss the preview. But. Uh, um, as far as uh, the next game was c- concerned, the Mariners and the, the mm. Wanderers. Uh, once again, the fans were the stars, much more than, necess- than necessarily the, the football was. Uh, Gosford, mm. on a uh, spring night, uh, twilight game. I, honestly, with the Wanderers fans and the Mariners fans rising to the challenge of that was being laid down to them by the, the visiting fans, sensational. I had hmm. a great time I mean the football was average uh, occasional flashes of what you're saying interest. is from a, from a fan entertainment point of view from a great nights, it, it was a great <coughs> nights entertainment uh, one way or another uh, I, I had a great time uh, and the other thing interesting thing was I'm not sure if this is an entirely new thing but I can't remember seeing it the last time I was at Gosford a lot more pop-up stalls uh, merchandising seemed to be more variety in food and drink available than previously mm. uh, I think there's might be as a result of the new deal they've got going with the stadium. I'm not sure if that kicked in yet or not, but uh, it was great. I had a fantastic night. Football was okay. Yeah. But overall, it was a great night.
0: And I think that's that's one of the keys to the A League and the MLS as well is this you can't guarantee good football, but you can guarantee a good night out. Yeah. And yeah. it sounds like you had a good night out as well.
1: Again, though, you know, the, the police presence was just ridiculous. Mounted police yet again, 17 cops standing in front of three or four bays of. Uh, Wanderers fans at one stage, you know, it's
0: overkill. Kevin, while you were enjoying the uh, delights of Brisbane waters, I was down in Melbourne uh, enjoying the delights of the Derby. Yeah, Um, and I think I won. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: Because <laughs> that didn't look like much fun. I only saw the But you the got highlights. the best
0: game. Yeah. At least you got a cannon as well.
1: And I got a cannon. The cannon was just spectacular, but it needs some mascots up there doing the the actual firing when it comes to it. But brilliant. I love it. MLS I, entertainment. I was just saying that Gimme key as hell, but I love <laughs> it nevertheless. It's great. I was just uh,
0: discussing the cannon with the bearded mariner who does work in the 442 offices and mm. uh, he was, uh, I, I guess... Uh, He's an
1: office philosopher, isn't he? He is. He yeah. was hoping
0: that... That, that cannon wouldn't be substituted for a real cannon because blowing up and killing Marcus Flores at some point in the game wouldn't be good for the club's image.
1: No, and I tell you, it's not really going to be good for the goalkeepers' hearing. Uh, hearing, you would think, either. No, it's fairly close to there. It's a good idea until somebody gets hurt. I think. Exactly. There'll be tears before bedtime, but let's enjoy it while we can. So, we so were
0: ex- tell me about the derby. Well, we were exchanging texts during the game, and uh, you know, you obviously enjoyed yourself up, uh, up in uh, Gosford. I thought Melbourne was a fant- again a fantastic spectacle, uh, it's a lovely stadium a beautiful night, uh, the game failed to live up to its uh, promise, I think it is early in the season, I think definitely Melbourne Hart did not want to lose that game I don't think as a coach, John obviously wants to go into another season on a losing note and clearly they, they, they did not want to win that game, they wanted to make sure, they did want to win the game but they made sure that they didn't want to, they didn't lose it and Hart didn't uh, and Victory didn't really have that cutting edge lacking Costa Barbarossa as well uh, and Mark Milligan um, and Archie playing wide as well so look from a point of view of entertainment on the pitch not great. Off the pitch I had a look around at some of the security measures that we've discussed in previous times and there was a lot of uh scanning of cards going in and out of uh various ends but overall there wasn't uh, any violence whatsoever. I felt very comfortable in that 45,000 crowd. Um so yeah, it was a reasonably reasonably nice night out but probably not as good as what you had up.
1: Here. No I, I definitely think I was the winner on that one. Yeah. Having said that though the uh, the following day I thought was the, the match of the round we had uh, Brisbane Roar and Phoenix which yeah. uh, was uh, a very good game actually uh, I enjoyed it uh, it was interesting to see what uh, Merrick's brought to mm. Phoenix uh, and it's definitely a bit of uh, violence pretty <laughs> much it was, it was he's, he's put a bit of backbone into to Phoenix who were never, you know, never short, short of backbone never short of backbone but they're uh, definitely vertebrae heavy now
0: and that's a great quote vertebrae heavy yeah I'm going to add that to my quotes
1: of the week we may sample um, that for later
0: yeah look um, it's it's uh Brisbane Roy have had a fantastic pre-season and it's continued for them. And what I liked is that they went for the win in the second half. And Ivan Franic is, for me, a soccer right back. He's phenomenal, future, isn't he? Isn't he? he? really is. Um, I think I've we've seen, said this you know, for a while. I think with the Wiltshire situation and he's getting on, I think he's here. I, I see him as a future soccer right back. Thoughts? Listeners? I'd like to know. But, see,
1: uh, the, thing, the thing is, he is everything that Carney isn't. Because yeah. Franic bombs up the wing does the, the effect, offensive attacking stuff, which Carney does do very well sometimes himself. I think Franisch actually does it even better, but Franisch gets back. He does his defensive duties. He knows where he's got to be. He's not caught out of position. Largely, though, he is playing as a midfielder, though, I think, to be fair. Uh, but, I, you know, I love his work. absolutely yeah. love his work.
0: Yeah, and, this, and is a, this is a play from the Victorian Premier League as well. Um, who's made the, the a relatively late journey into A-League football uh, and you know, at one point he could have been a, a professional carpenter Yeah. Uh, so it's really great to see him do well and right now is a good time to be Ivan Frenich because I think the Socceroos if they do Go for Ange. He knows him very well from his days at at Brisbane. I think he could be. No, we'll be talking about
1: talking about that in second half certainly. But uh, yeah, no, I think there's there's going to be uh, a few players with an eye to making the step up. Mm. Um, In. Phoenix, anyone catching your eye there? I thought Michael Boxall had a brilliant game. Uh, yeah,
0: he's a very entertaining chap on on, uh, on Twitter as well. So I've enjoyed yeah. what he said on Twitter as well. Um, look, I think good good signs for the future. I think if, if the worst team in the league last year was Phoenix, I can see definitely see an improvement. Um, but still a long way to go.
1: Yeah, yeah. A long way to go. And uh, Boxall, top... Pick up for your fancy football uh, team, by the way, it was only $75,000, an absolute bargain. I think we're going to see a lot of him uh, in coming season. Yeah. Um, and then the game of the round, as yes, far as I was concerned. Absolutely, uh, totally great. Absolute stormer of a game. Adelaide versus Perth glory. In
0: storming conditions as well, because we had
1: beautiful. Oh, did support. you see the rain? It was horizontal. It was Scottish rain. It was brilliant.
0: I was in Melbourne, it was six degrees the following day, and it was very similar weather to the day uh, to the Adelaide weather, which we often get in Melbourne. It'll, it, mm. You often get the Adelaide weather the day after, and it was absolutely Arctic.
1: Yeah, oh, I could imagine. Yeah. But
0: it, it didn't spoil what was a very entertaining game. Who would have believed two red cards in the end?
1: I know. Um, and how good were the Reds for holding yeah. on there? You know, they went down to nine men and yeah. there was no sign of them uh, being that far down. You know, they, they were actually looking for a direction from the bench because they'd obviously mm. never played with mm. nine men before or, you know, even practiced playing with nine men before. Uh, so that nobody knew where they were supposed to be. Um, but uh, yeah, they uh, they held on well. Perth had nothing mm. uh, to break them down. Uh, but I thought Perth were looking before it all got completely out of hand. I mean, uh, w- who was the the referee again? Uh, um, I think it was Ben Williams. Ben Williams, I right? I'm, I'm not quite sure. I think it was anyway. Lot went started off soft uh, and let you know terrible things get away. Pantelidis kicked to the head, you know that was not ex- well. It was accidental, mm. but it was still a dangerous play. Uh, there's no two ways about it. But that went unpunished, mm. um, and yet uh, kicking the ball away, Aaron's a second yellow and gets somebody sent off. Uh,
0: although, although to be fair, the player must realise that he's on a yellow. Oh, it was that He's kicking you know, the ball away. It was a, a
1: ridiculously stupid thing to do, but you know. Because there was so many cards getting handed out uh, towards the end, you mm. know, everybody was living in fear of, the, of their, uh, their life. Uh, incredibly, though, the only one from the weekend who's walked away with the burn is Contreras,
0: mm. which I must say was a, a classic bit, bit of South American, uh, shall we say, behind the. It behind was an interesting
1: dead bloody uh, what a player though yeah he was impressive
0: from player. the highlights I only saw the highlights he, he to me looks everything that I thought he would be Contreras but we're, we're still talking about the Adelaide game but just going back to our yep. victory game yep. he, he's he got everything that you need from a central defender yep. and at one point I think he chested the ball back to the keeper it was just quality so, well, class
1: as he can stay on the pitch and doesn't get batting too often uh, I'm gonna Exactly, he could be the missing ingredient for uh, victory Yeah, Adelaide didn't see too much of the tiki-taki that we saw against Wanderers um, but I still thought very impressive performance Mm. love gumbo yeah, uh, and, and if yeah. you want to
0: see Gombo in a, a Pop Asia video, I've just been watching this morning. Kitschy, his old team in Hong Kong, had a uh, what appeared to be a boy band do their club song, and he appeared in the video, and it's very funny. I tweeted it the, earlier today, so have a look at it. Um, I think
1: Ryan Steele put it up
0: on, on Twitter, and I've just retweeted it. Oh, excellent. Uh, very funny video clip of him uh, when he was at Kitchi and the whole team. And I think
1: Gombo is destined to be an e
0: legend. Yeah, well, look, it's only one game in, Kevin, so let's not...
1: Personality-wise, yeah. not necessarily for his football too early to make predictions. Uh, we're not falling into that trap, but I think uh, personality-wise, he's going to be a sideline spectacle. Well, look,
0: perhaps we'll get him on the phone sometime, Kevin, but look, that's that's terrific. That's a great wrap of uh, the the first weekend of the A-League, and we'll come back very quickly with some more news from our website, au.442.com. Welcome back to 442FM. I'm uh, joined by Kevin Ayers, the online editor of 442 Bonjour, mes amis. Bonjour. What a week. It's not just been A-League, of course. Um, it's been Socceroos. Uh, Kev, what's been, I guess, what's been the biggest story of the week for you online?
1: Well, I think, you know, this has been a long time coming, but uh, the French finally got uh, Holger the guillotine uh, with uh, yet another 6-0 drubbing. Um, it was interesting actually seeing the panic in his eyes at the full-time whistle. Uh, I think he could see that he was going to really struggle to get out of that one.
0: Uh, and he knew Galp was in town as well, yeah, obviously. Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, there is a suggestion that he has been set up for this fall uh, by you know, orchestrating uh, back-to-back friendlies with Brazil and France. We weren't going to stand much of a chance. but it, And uh, what's important to say is, these two results are not what got Holger the sack. What got Holger the sack was getting to a position where these two results were inevitable. Absolutely. Uh, and it's I a lot that set in 2011... Um, Scotland-friendly? I would say even before that, to yeah. be honest, you know, uh, I think once we reached the second stage of qualifying for the World Cup all the good work and he did do some mm. and, uh, and the Asian the Cup groundwork. was a good example yeah he laid some yes. good groundwork uh, for integrating youth into the team and then got to the second stage of qualifying and all he saw was uh, his World Cup bonus mm. uh, and focused on that through the youth to the Wolves and you know really quite contemptibly, and despicably Hung the youth out to dry By drafting them in Playing them out of position Or playing them in such a way That they were <laughs> destined to fail Geoff, uh,
0: did, did you ever get a feeling that, that when he did play the youth And I think, you know, Korea a year ago I think nearly a year ago is an example Do you ever get the feeling That he was just kind of pushed into it that, he, that that it was just He was doing it because he had to do it
1: Well, it was tokenism You know, it was purely tokenism He was aware of the criticism That uh, the, uh, his selections were getting So he was really just using them as a weapon to get back at his critics and try and justify his direction. And yes, he did get us to the World Cup, but that wasn't Mm. his sole remit. It was stated quite clearly, we've got press conferences, we've got video Mm. of the press conference, where Louis said, we needed somebody who was going to integrate youth into the Mm. side.
0: And he did come come with a a technical background as well.
1: And he is capable of doing that. But his focus became purely on qualifying for the World Cup at whatever cost. Mm. And the cost is his job. Mm. That that's the ultimate because whoever takes over now um, really has got the work cut out. Uh, I personally don't think an Australian should take over right now simply because I think in nine months' time or however long it is until the World Cup now, it's eight months, mm. isn't it? Gosh. Um, we'll have forgotten about all this. We'll have forgotten about the strife mm. that we were in. Mm. And, you know, especially at the World Cup mm. where everybody's watching, Channel Seven, Channel Nine, Channel Ten, all the columnists, all the newspaper editors, none of which have a clue about football, are only going to see potentially, mm. possibly, an Australian side failing, mm. and it will rip the hell out of them for it. And whoever's in charge is going to pay the mm. price. And I, I, that's not to say it's not—it's—it's it's impossible for us to turn this around. Challenge. But. I think whoever's got Mm. the job has got their test cut out to avoid that happening. Mm.
0: And I think let's not forget that we weren't supposed to be in this position. Holger was supposed to take us to the World Cup. And then at that point, we were supposed to, after some rebuilding through him, a local coach would have probably taken over for four years. Yeah. Somebody like an Andrew. Absolutely.
1: uh, I, I was thinking about this today. Though The stumbling block we've got since we moved to Asia is this Asian Cup. Um, because the focus then is it comes so soon after the World Cup we don't have time to regenerate properly so we're really just using you know players from the World Cup that perhaps would have gone under any other circumstances. In Europe they've got the two-year gap between the World Cup and the Euros Mm. uh, and that's a proper regeneration cycle. Whereas you know we have six, seven months to the Asian Cup Mm. and then we've got to start qualifying for the World Cup again um, the cycle never gives us that opportunity, to, hasn't given us that opportunity, or we've not used it properly, because we're through inexperience, we're, all, we're new to Asia, in, uh, this, this route mm. um, to, to get players in I mean, you know, look at Neil still being in the side at this time this argument that we've been having this weekend, he's 35 you know, at the end of 2010 he was 32 that's the time to go it's a natural time. He's, you know, he sh- he should have stood aside and let the new generation come through, or he should have been stood down. You know, uh, he has put in a sterling effort. He's, you know, mm. he's.
0: And uh, let's, t- let's not forget, he, he got us through against Japan a few months ago, and I think we have to pay credit to that. that yeah. was an outstanding performance in Japan a few months ago. But but, no, I, but
1: there have been other uh, games where we've suffered as a result of his lack of pace, mm. which he admits. You know, and he, he says that he, what he brings now is, uh, you know, being wily that's not really good enough you know what are his pr- criteria for being selected his form domestic club form it really isn't anything to write home about you know in the past year he's played 21 games mm. he's only been on winning sides three times out of those 21 and two of those were a year ago uh, His most recent games his size been shipping goals or he's been sent off uh, you know club form doesn't count for much is international forms not really counting for much why is he still on the team? Well, he's a victim. Yeah, he's well. a very strong personality. Uh, you know, it's not for him necessarily to stand down. but as a commitment to his na- nation, nation, perhaps he should have thought about that. Perhaps he should have been clearing the way for the next generation to come through. Would it be three years further down the line with a defensive partnership if he had stood down at 2010 and gone out with his head held high? It, it does smack of self-interest mm. that he's persisted as long as he has but as so long as he's getting picked I don't blame the slightest for turning up
0: well he has to if he's picked but uh, yeah you're right there is a there is a school of thought that says that the player can then decide whether he should be picked or not by retiring but...
1: yeah I mean you know there is a, a list, a distinguished list of uh, socceroos who called it a day mm. at the right time uh, and you know uh, I think there is a strong argument in favour of that, mm. uh, but you know uh, it's a new day, uh, and very soon it's going to be a new manager. Mm. Who do you think should be in? Look, uh, I think
0: we need to look. Well, I think we need to look long term, and I think Ange is the uh, is the uh, solution. Um, I agree. Look, it's going to be difficult at the World Cup with a coach who hasn't coached at the World Cup before, and I would look at, at Gus Hiddink as being the obvious solution to it. I would you know,
1: say, yeah, time. I mean, I don't think he's going to actually achieve anything more than the local guys would, but I think he'd be a great sacrificial lamb. Mm. I,
0: I just I just think Andrew's probably, probably got the right um, uh, vision for where we want to be in another five years, because it would be a five-year contract as well, so it would take us through the next World Cup, the Asian Cup, and the next World Cup, so... That would take us through to 18. So, and yeah. I also think that uh, that would then pave the way for pe- perhaps Popper to take over after him. So, I think if you're Arnie, you'd probably think, well, if I don't get it now, I might never get it because
1: I think I think that is why Arnie's so keen to for an Aussie to be appointed now. Mm. Yeah, I think the press believed Monday Tuesday it was going to be Ange, uh, and certainly he emerged as a bookies favourite. But mm. the word around the traps. On Monday, and I think is actually firming up a bit more is that it could well be Arnie. Mm. Um,
0: there's, there's nothing wrong with Arnie whatsoever. He's got the experience. He's got the tactical, and I think perhaps he, he's tactically a little bit solid, more solid than, than Ange in terms of setting up.
1: Yeah, and um, you know, I think both have very, very good cases for bringing youth in. Yeah, uh, you know, absolutely. Uh, both have uh, put the runs on the board for that. Uh, I, I think I don't think we would be on. A, a losing streak with either of them mm. I think both of them would be good choices
0: however from a media point of view I think Arnie really has struggled over the last few years and I think he, he doesn't have as many friends as he thinks he has um, across the media And also yeah but I think also
1: when he gets into that kind of position he's going to acquire many more friends uh, Yeah, and you know yeah, fair play. Son. Uh,
0: look, I, I, look, it's good that we've got two genuine candidates locally, um, and I think Popper will be the one after, perhaps, yeah, I agree. whoever it is. Well, you
1: know, early days, Ali Edwards is another one who potentially could be in the running one day. Potentially,
0: yeah. And the good thing, and Paul Ocon as well, is somebody who's working in the system. I think there's a few in the system who would keep their eye And, of course, we haven't spoken about Aurelio Vidmar.
1: Yeah.
0: 100% record as a soccer coach.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's funny how he's not being spoken about yeah
0: it's, it's, it's almost been silent when it comes to Vidmar for the,
1: I think the it's, national I job. think as far as his opportunities are concerned he's kind of uh, he uh, blotted his copybook with the Oli, Oli rose mm. and the Olympic campaign uh, I think
0: as, as Arnie did it seems like the Olly rose is one it, of those strange jobs where it's you, a
1: rite of passage yeah. almost where you have to go through it and then go away and reinvent yourself and learn a bit yeah. more and then come back again uh, which is a shame for Aurelio because, you know, he did great stuff with Adelaide um, Mm. with uh, minimal budget, but I don't think this is his time.
3: No, you're right. Um,
1: Uh, And, you know, playing Jason Davidson, uh, in the end it worked out well, but playing him at centre-back, I think, I hate seeing players being played out of position. That's all there is to it.
0: Well, look, I mean, I I think it should be Jason Davidson, Reese Williams, Mille Jednak the central two and then a right back could be Franich or well, Ryan Sieg, McGowan, McGowan got well. another
1: chance of and in
0: goals back. it can be it can be Langerak and Ryan yeah uh, I
1: saw nothing there was uh, nothing at all to give who us who should any have played a little bit more
0: over think. the last few years as well certainly Langerak and yeah. Ryan you would say is actually playing regularly in Europe he's probably actually got the best pedigree to take over but if indeed Schwarzer doesn't uh, make the score
1: yeah the thing with Schwarzer though is although he's not getting game time at the moment um, we'd need to see him play again, perhaps, Absolutely. to see how it's affected him, not getting his uh, share of games that he used and to. There is th- but up until he was benched by Chelsea. He- he, age did not weary him Absolutely. in the slightest. How can he we was forget? still one of the best reflex keepers in Absolutely. the world. Absolutely.
0: And you could Besides. you could argue, Kevin, that, that, that if it was Ryan and, and Langrock who appear to be the, the top top two now, that a third keeper like Schwarzer might be a good option, given that he's an experienced goalkeeper with the two younger boys who could come in if needed, if there was an injury, sit on the bench or even play, and you, you'd always know that he could do the job. Yeah.
1: And also, you know, just a great influence in the camp. You know, yeah, positive, head, positive yeah positive Positive, calm, Bresciano, another one I I'd have in my squad any day of the week, regardless of his age, regardless mm. of his fitness. Just a very, very thoughtful, considered mm. footballer. Um, yeah. Who but, would
0: add... We don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater here. There are no, two no, players we, who we should have...
1: We need a core of positivity yeah. and talent and experience... Uh, to, to you know bring through to the next generation, we we don't do a complete wholesale change, um, but yeah. You were speaking to uh, Lucy Zellett, earlier, I believe?
0: Yeah, yeah, we, we just uh, had a quick chat with uh, Lucy, who's one of the hosts of Thursday FC, of course. Uh, Lucy's had a busy week with um, the new show and the A-League on SBS2, and uh, we had a quick chat uh, to Lucy earlier, and this is what she had to say about the Socceroos and also the A-League kicking off on uh, SBS2, which kicked off last Friday night, and I... Just, we'll get it on here in any second now. The I last spoke to you was the Socceroos, of course. Were you surprised um, that Holger got the bullet?
3: Uh, absolutely not. Uh, can I say that? Uh, you know, I think this was, to be honest, it was in a long time coming. Uh, I, personally, I think the FFA was, was probably very well prepared for the idea that uh, that Osset was going to go. And I think that they sort of knew this after the result against Brazil. So, surprise, no. Um, Expectant, yes to be quite honest. And expected of course
0: is what we are all are um, given that we've got a new coach coming in pretty soon. Um, do you support the idea of a local coach and if so, who would that be in your opinion?
3: Oh look I know, it's, it's a tough one to call at this point, um, you know whilst I think that the A-League is coming off again the, the biggest and best season yet not just football wise mm. but also from a coaching perspective. Um, To say that um, these guys are ready for the national team level, Um, Mm. I'm not entirely convinced of that. Uh, you know, the rumours were swirling um, from the FFA, actually. I just caught an article in the Daily Telegraph today where Frank Lowy was saying the preference is to give it yeah. to an A-League player because, you know, obviously the, the best are, their best interests are yeah. going to be at heart to, to make sure that they do yeah. well. And that's all very largely dependent on whether or not an A-League club is set to release yeah. the coach. coach. Um, the Victory have admitted that they are prepared to see Edge Coglu make an exit. Um, yeah. But uh, that's obviously who they're tipping as the national coach in in my mind, I think, you know, you look at the top three most successful coaches that we've got in the A-League at the moment, and that is Ange Postecoglou, Tony Popovich, and Graeme Arnold. Um, yes. When I spoke to Graham Arnold some time ago, I did canvass the idea of the national team with him, and he said that, um, you know, he's done his time with Australia, and that he, he much prefers to, to stick to, to the A-League, yes. and, um, and that that suits him just fine. The pressure is probably that little bit too much for Arnie, but, um, you know, it, it's a tough call to make. If I was to pick anyone It would have to be Andrew Poster Coglu Only because he, he does seem to have You know A, a longer track record of success and, um, and that Tony Popovich Will need to see A little bit more from him Before we can make that judgment call mm.
0: uh, And of course it, It's been a massive week For the A-League um, uh, The first round of the A-League So it's been a huge week um, uh, Any particular result Caught your eye Lucy um, Obviously the derby Wasn't too exciting But uh, the Reds were, were, were Pretty good to watch On the weekend And they got three points as well
3: i'm trying to plug the uh, the tagline Gombao bow wow <laughs> is that on twitter <laughs> Mentioned it um, in the SBS World Game, um, the podcast that we do on our own uh, A League radio show, and mm. uh, you know I'm trying to I'm trying to make sure that that, that becomes a popular hit. I'm not sure how well that's going to go down, but some um, my goodness, I mean Adelaide wanted Gombau's goods, and now they've certainly got them, and they are looking like a fantastically sharp football side. I mean, despite the fact they were reduced to nine men, mm. that Nigel Bugard and Isaiah Sanchez both being sent off in in clumsy mistakes, mm. and they were both cautioned twice, but um you know I think that they are. They're really going to be the team to beat and, and under Gombao that they're looking incredibly impressive. Mm. Um, the, the, the games that obviously stuck out to me the most had to be, uh, you know, like you mentioned, definitely not the victory mm. heart Derby. Uh, that was a, a stalemate that bore the pants of, off of almost everybody. Mm. Uh, but, you know, the central post, the, the grand final replay, that has to be the matches around, obviously, because A, it was a, it was a nail-biting game and and, it, and I'm happy with that one-all result because it means that, you know, we're going into a level playing field here and that it's only going to get bigger and better. Mm. But, um, no definitely the team for me that stood out the most were Adelaide they were brilliant Mm. the Phoenix and the Raw again I I thought that was probably a bit of a lackluster game Mm. Um, you know I think the Phoenix have a very long road ahead of Mm. them the Brisbane Raw they're arguably one of the, the most solid teams on paper and uh, you know that, that combination between Ivan Franic and, and Bessard mm. is something that couldn't be beat so mm. I think that they're, they're really going to take
0: this, um, this competition by storm and the Raw have what a lot of teams need in this league which is a regular goal scorer in Bessard and I think if, if you had Bessard victory it would be uh, perhaps a different uh, a different story in victory but um, yeah Lucy it's been a huge week and of course last week was the, was the, was the kick off to Thursday FC which we were there live. Absolutely. Um,
3: and um, you know, you did say to me that you had a, a good old time now. I'm hoping that you weren't just
0: doing that to face Mr. Orlando. Uh, look look, Zelich, i have, uh, like I said on Twitter, I've never heckled a Zelich and I never will. Um we <laughs> had we had such a lovely time and um it was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to seeing the second show on Thursday night. What have you got planned for the
3: show? Oh, I mean, what haven't we got planned? I mean, I think a lot of the things that fans could walk away from and say was that, A, they did have a, a, a really good time, but, B, that this is something completely brand new for not just the A-League, but for Australian football in general. We're beginning to see a different side of things from, A, a, a more light-hearted perspective, but, B, you know, one that really showcases the games and incorporates that element of entertainment as well, which we don't really see across this competition and haven't seen in previous years. Obviously, this its inception in 2005, so... Um, But you know Huge show planned We've got Evermore uh, Indie rock band They're a smash hit Everybody loves them So having them Come on the show To perform We're also talking To Miele Mm from Central Coast Mariners We also managed To to have a chat To uh, Caught me off guard There for a second you've got so many guests that you
0: don't know who to pick I, I know it's, it's one of those shows where you've got bands you've got you've got League players you've got uh, you know Harlem Globetrotters were on last week it's one of those shows where you've got everything so um, <laughs>
3: but no we yeah, so, uh, it has come to memory now we also have um, uh, John McCain oh good will be speaking Zrilla uh, will be speaking to him and it's going to be a very entertaining one I don't mm-hmm. want to reveal what they're doing but um, good lord it'll be interesting to speak mm. to Zrilla and John can pull that off but I also spoke to Ivan Franić as well so mm. We'll be talking to him about the game against the Sydney Sb this weekend as well which is expected to be a bit of a clash Yes uh, But you know so much happening and again we, we look forward to obviously sharing that with the audiences across Australia and getting everyone more involved in the game
0: And that's of course Friday nights on SBS2 and also on SBS HD. so there are two channels correct me if I'm wrong it's SBS HD and SBS2 for SBS's uh, Friday night coverage
3: Absolutely
0: Welcome back to 442FM the final part of the uh, podcast, and I'm joined by Kevin Ayers, of course, the online editor of Four 42. My name's Aidan Ormond. And uh, Kev, n- another round of games this weekend, uh, the second round, um, and it starts on Friday night at Cooper Stadium. The- we know it as Hindmarsh, of course, with arguably the, the game of the round Adelaide hosting victory. Yeah. Well, and it's live on free to air on SBS 2.
1: Free TV on a Friday night mm. on SBS, I Starts good at 7 that? pm. How good is that? Um, yeah, no, it's interesting, isn't it? Uh, it's going to be two weeks in a row, probably, that uh, Adelaide are going to be the game of the game of the week. Um, this is going to be a classic, you know, mm. this is one of the old firm matches, basically, of the, the A-League. Uh, without old, the sectarian without violence. Without the sectarian violence, thankfully. <laughs> um, but uh, Adelaide, yes. I'm just loving everything I see from them at the moment. Uh, And I think Adelaide fans are too. Mm. Uh, And
0: it's apparently a sellout as well. So... um a great atmosphere is in store, great pitch, great stadium, two great teams. Yeah, um, and a song free to wear live, so it's, it's gonna be a great night's entertainment. I, I fancy Adelaide
1: for this one, I must say. You know, uh, I, I do think that they're gonna stand a very good chance. Victory are going to be stronger. Uh, I don't know if Milligan's going to be ready to play, I, I think he's going to be out for a few weeks actually with yes, his dodgy knee. So um, so. They're still going to be weak in that department, and they're missing
0: uh, Contreras as well. He Contreras was suspended, is going to
1: be banned, obviously. Uh,
0: and I think but... Barbarosas too might not be playing. So oh really? Yeah, I think he might be, might not be available. So is he still with the Kiwis? I, I think he's still with the Kiwis. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I would have I,
1: thought that would have been over
0: by now. You would have thought so too. Um, so it's touch and Go whether he would play or not. But, but mind
1: you, even if he was coming back, he probably would be arriving back pretty late.
0: for I think a that was the off. issue. I think that was yeah, the issue. So. Um,
1: but, uh, so all the more reason to back Adelaide, I think, in this mm. one. Uh, yeah, I think you can see that going 2-1, uh, I'd say, for them. Mm. Uh, and just a blockbuster match. Mm. Uh,
0: Saturday's game start with Melbourne Heart hosting Central Coast. Um, and before that game is the VPL Grand Final. I should say a big hello to everyone I met at the Gold Medal 9. In Melbourne on Monday night, um, Hart, very
1: dapper as you were handing out an award with. Thank
0: there? you too. And I should say Zico, who won the the award. Zico, yes, um, good name. Is
1: that his actual name?
0: Zico. Yeah, yeah. He's a junior. Well, he's a he's a he's a young writer in Melbourne, and uh, he won the media award down there. But uh, yeah, big week for Melbourne football, obviously VPL, and then Hart hosting the Mariners. Um, uh, where do, where do Hart go f- go from here? I mean, they they really. Contained victory last weekend um, and and the Mariners they're kind of similar in a way um, in that they're going to play a fairly expansive game with Flores hopefully getting in behind. How do they stop Flores do you think and, and, and how do you see this one uh, panning out Kev?
1: Well it's always interesting because Hart uh, raise the game uh, when they play victory. Uh, you always see the best of Hart uh, when uh, victory are up against them uh, and you don't seem to see that ever with anyone else uh, quite frankly which is a disappointment uh, mm. and a frustration I think because you know there's a good team there obviously if they can uh, play as well as they do when they play against uh, Victory mm. um, there's got to be a finals place for them you would think but this I don't know whether they, they just go to sleep or uh, just don't rise to the occasion when anybody else is in town mm. I don't know uh, but it is a disappointment and to be fair you know Mariners it's a new side for them. There's a lot of new faces in there, but you wouldn't have known that last weekend. No, this is uh, the
0: Mariners of old. Although uh, Flores just, did pick up an injury, and I uh, hope hopefully he'll play on the weekend.
1: Uh, he's a funny, funny player, Flores. It's the first time I've really sat down and looked at him and close closely. He doesn't seem to have much in the way of acceleration. He's not a slow player, but he, he just seems to build up quite gently up to top speed. Uh, and he never seems to be in a rush to be anywhere. He's rather like the train from Gosford to Sydney. <laughs> Stops at all stations. Yeah. <laughs> never gets
0: to top speed, doesn't get to bottom speed either.
1: No, no. Um, he, I can imagine that he could be a source of frustration to a uh, coach, and I can understand perhaps why uh, Ange never really warmed to him, mm. uh, because he, he probably would have liked to see more go get instant action he, strangely enough he reminded me a bit of um, Harry Cool uh, in, in that way the way that Harry paces himself mm. through a match he, he nurses himself through games to make sure that you know, he can last the pace mm. and uh, doesn't overtax himself Flores does that too I, I still think he's going to be a genius and he's going to be I, I had huge respect for him when he was with mm. uh, Adelaide uh, and I think he's going to be a key player for Mariners uh, this season. But having said that, they've still got a very good side book around them. Great to see Matt Simon back. Never quite got into the game properly on Saturday, I felt. Mm. Uh, but Storm Roo right back. Another sensation. Fantastic name. And where did he come from? Mm. You know, straight into the first team. And straight
0: into the national team. And straight into the national team as
1: well. Yeah. Uh, sensational. Uh, so, so no Roo Roo headlines. It'll no roo yeah. Uh, We've what? got to rue the lack of roo-roo headlines. I think so, yeah. Um, so, yes, that's uh, that's one for the bearded mariner to philosophise over mm-hmm. later date.
0: But straight after that game um, on Saturday night, Kevin, is is, is is a real cracker. It's the old uh, state of origin uh, grudge match. Brisbane Roar hosting Sydney FC. Both sides in form. I think there'll be a big crowd there as well.
1: yeah. Um, Uh, Very interesting
0: to see how Sydney play away.
1: This is going to be a big test for Sydney uh, to see what they've actually got. To play with this season, um, actually, uh, I spoke to um, Farina on Monday when I was down at training, mm-hmm. and uh, just pointed out an interesting stat that uh, actually made him crack his smile. Here we go.
2: Well, look, yeah, you know, as I said, one swallow doesn't make a summer, but uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a good start and a good platform to try and build from. So the other
1: the other two teams that uh, certainly won the opening game of the round. Managers last dog season. Well, that could, might be a sign, you know. Um, <laughs> That's an what, about your, what about your uh, injury problems? Are you you're hopeful to overcome them?
2: Yeah, look, I mean, uh, you know, the likes of Emmerton and, and Tiago will be back this week. Um, the other ones have been long term. Yeah. Pascal came off the back of an operation last year, started pre season, but you know, it's, it's obviously flared up. Yeah. And Antonis and Triantis have been long-termers, so you know the rest. Uh, and Yarrow Yarrow's away, and Corey Gamero. Well, that was a freakish one, and you know.
1: So yes, uh, he's got his work cut out with injuries still. Uh, What was the vibe like in the Sydney camp? I don't know if you looked at the picture gallery that Mm. I got from there. Smiles galore. I've honestly never seen a happier uh, training session with uh, any team ever, including the Socceroos, when they just weren't qualified for the World Cup. Uh, Very happy vibe. I think just a huge relief of pressure, uh, release of pressure. Uh, to have got that first game out of the way Uh, and uh, yeah they're looking forward to the next game but they have got the work cut out they've got injury issues without a doubt, Uh, it's not their Mm. full strength team that they're putting uh, together, Hemerton, McFlynn and Garcia didn't train with the main boys on Monday, I think they're just being nursed, Mm. uh, taken care of carefully, Uh, Delpierre of course wasn't there, he only turns up uh, late in the week to do a bit of shape work with his uh, co-stars Uh, Didn't seem to matter on the weekend though, did it? Absolutely not. But having said that, you know, that goal, I was preparing for the obscenity, obscenity, pass it, Del Piero, uh, tweet. Uh, But no, he just takes care of himself. Yeah. He just, he he tries to incorporate the rest, and then, uh, I'll just do it myself. And that is it. Brisbane Roar, however, um, looking pretty good. This is a good test
0: for them as well, to see how far they've really come under Mulvey, because Sydney will offer a good test, and I think, the way that Brisbane played on the weekend, it, it, it shows how far they've come. But how, how good are they really? Yeah, we'll soon yeah. we'll soon find yeah. out.
1: I think you know they will they will face sterner tests than uh, Phoenix and then Sydney, um, but certainly it's a good way to ease them into the season. I think and better after a show. Really is an A-League legend. Uh, Archie Thompson's our first A-League legend and Bessart Borussia is the next, mm. uh, along with Shane Smelt. How, how soon before
0: Bessart will receive a marquee offer from another A-League club, do you think? That's an Perhaps. interesting thought.
1: Interesting He thought.
0: is here's something special. Speaking of special, Sunday, Newcastle Jets, one of our favourite clubs, but struggling at the moment, obviously. Um, home to Perth Glory. Perhaps not the most glamorous tie of the round?
1: Oh, I don't know. Uh, you know, um, Perth Glory always, always get my attention, Uh, not just because of the the previous Scottish connection, but uh, I I really like what I'm seeing from Ali Edwards. It may not have paid off last week, it may not pay off for most of this season, but he's trying something, Uh, he's got some good players there. Uh, The interesting thing with uh, De Silva, uh, you know, $1.25 million offer, uh, from Italy, but Catania. Catania. Mm. Uh, but uh, dad says no
0: good and I'm glad he said no he should I'm, say no
1: I'm very glad he said no because uh, we see too many of these young players going over absolutely. there absolutely
0: and I think Antonis is a good example of, of players going a little bit a little bit too early I think
1: yeah well you know the, the Italian uh, market is volatile uh, I think it's fair to say you know you can just look at the Ser- Serie A rights with Fox Sports mm. which uh, doesn't seem to be working out
0: for them I think we had a tweet from Adam Peacock today saying that they'll try and sort that one out but yeah. uh, it's um,
1: Thank <laughs> you. It's, yeah, it's symptomatic of uh, the way things are, things just don't seem to go straight sometimes, in play, unless you work, you know, you're at the, one of the very top clubs, uh, but Perth Glory doing great things, Newcastle Jets got a lot of work to do in the final third, um, still a lot of good, uh, good players there, just need to get the best out of them, get them working as a unit and, you know, find a way of getting these incisive passes into the, the attacking part of the, the field.
0: And I must say, I think Heskey and Burns will be a good partnership. I yeah, think well, they suit each other perfectly. And you've
1: got bridges in there as well to, to throw into that mix. So, you know, there is... There's an attacking uh, triumvirate there that you would think wouldn't be able to get results for. And good one as
0: well coming yeah. forward. So there's a lot to like about this team but at the moment they, they're just lacking a bit of a cutting edge. But uh, Kevin, the the uh, the round ends uh, at Wonderland on Sunday at uh, 5 o'clock I think it is.
1: Pertex Stadium as it now is. Pertex. Which took me by surprise when I saw the press list during the week.
0: Look, it's, it'll always be Wonderland to us. It'll always be. And there. I think to the fans as well. Yes, yeah, um, And... Uh, Uh, Yeah, hosting Wellington Phoenix is pretty much a sellout. Um, Not too many times Wellington Phoenix can say they've sold out another stadium in Australia but (laughs) it's it's probably more to do with the fact that it's Western Sydney Wanderers' first home game on the back of a a pretty decent showing last weekend against the Mariners and of course they want a bit of uh, they want a win going into the Sydney Derby the following week. Looking forward to this game. Hard to see Wanderers not winning this one but uh, can Phoenix surprise them? They almost surprised them them last season. Um,
1: Look, I think Phoenix are Still, such an unknown quantity. Even after last week's, after seeing them last week, uh, we you can't write them off. Perhaps Mm. the way that we would have done uh, previously. It's going to be interesting to see how they travel uh,
0: and how they cope with the the high pressing game of the Wanderers as well. Do they have the players who can play it from the back quite comfortably when you're under so much pressure?
1: That was the interesting thing with um, against the Mariners, though, and it is that that high-pressing game ebbed and flowed quite a lot I mean they would do five minutes of intense high-pressing and then they would sit back they they'd are you pressed? it's really hard work oh I, I'm sure it, it is, is. Hard I'm, I'm not surprised they, they, they sat back but it gave the Mariners an opportunity to build and they, they capitalised on it I mean I, I think if you, you're aware that you are going to get closed down for five, ten minute stretches then mm. suffer that but when you see them uh, relaxing as they inevitably have to uh, y- there is, you know, an opportunity to to push forward, making size of uh, passes and drive the game through them. Um, but you know, uh, it's it's a new new a whole new ball game. Uh, Phoenix uh, with F- Merrick in charge, uh, and yeah, he seems to have uh, found his new musket and money musket mm. uh, as his henchman. <laughs>
0: Well, that uh, that pretty much wraps up the show, Kev. Uh, If there's anything else you need to plug, I think I'll just plug the... Stats on app. um, which we're using right now.
1: Yeah, and which I used all day Sunday. I uh, was out on uh, the road on uh, Friday and Saturday and couldn't use it. I was kind of admitting last week that I hadn't really looked at it properly, uh, but when I started using it on Sunday, it is sensational. It's such... Acute. Ah, there's so much information, you can do so many comparisons, and it really gives you a whole new insight into the game as it's happening. And it's updated within 90 seconds of the action, so Mm. you're always aware of the latest... It's not just squiggly lines on boards. No, not even slightly, which is what I thought it was. Uh, It's it's very, very detailed, fascinating insight. Uh, If you've got an iPhone... Get on it immediately. Mm. And if you've got an Android, we'll be having a whole new website with access to the A League on it very, very soon. Just as soon as I can work out how it works.
0: And uh, we've got a new magazine <laughs> out as well. With oh yeah, Jose so on the cover, Shinji on the cover, uh, and lots of uh, interesting stories inside, which is available now. Is it the World Game magazine? It is. We've now signed in. Presented S- by. It is the World Game magazine in, in partnership, partnership with SBS, SBS TV. So we because have
1: because you can watch the A League on yeah. the SBS on Friday night. That's Do how you know these that?
0: things work. It's great. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. It is available right now. Um, and Where so uh, at News Agents and yeah can you subscribe too you can as well just go to the website all the details are there just click on the the uh, tab at the top that says new issue there's a picture of Jose Mourinho on the cover all the details are there for online and also iTunes
1: as well yeah you can get it on the iPad
0: too yeah, yeah.
1: if you're that way inclined
0: great. Kev uh, thanks for the new software as well we should thank Lee Sutherland by the yes. way from FFDU for getting us onto this new software Has it worked Kev
1: I have no idea I think we may have had a hiccup halfway through but we'll, we'll gloss over that I'll edit it out it'll be fine don't worry about it
0: that's great thank you
1: Lee for giving us this it's fun
0: and we'll be talking to Lee during this season of course thanks for listening
1: in everybody yes we'll, uh, we'll see you next week cheers take care